Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. What's up, everybody? Don't adjust your headsets. It's true. I am back in the 8122 Production Studios because this is Horror Zone 607. I'm Mike C. Back in the studio for the first time in well over a year. And it is good to see my favorite people's faces. I can't believe that I'm here. This is a great day. It is a glorious day. And with me, each and every week... You hear them. And I can touch them right now. I can actually touch them. I can't believe that I'm doing this. So You never stopped touching me. I really never did. I've always touched your heart <laughs> and your leg. That's okay. And other things. Actually, could you stop? No. So first of all, since he was a child, he's watched the movie Dirty Dancing a minimum of 10 times a day. What's going on, Rich? Of course I. Who else doesn't watch that movie 10 times a day? It's the only way to live life. That's how I make a living. That is true. Not no, on podcasts, right not now, on working. Actually. I always just watch Dirty Dancing. And if, if, if you know something, you know, have you ever seen Dirty Dancing? Uh, have you ever seen Dirty time, Dancing on Weedman? <laughs> what are they trying to do? What are they doing over there? I don't know. See? They're having the time of their lives, man. Yeah, that's right, man. So <laughs> I would, I would never say never felt that way before. I would say definitely watch it on Weed. <laughs> well, I don't know if, uh, if the other guy here watches... Uh, dirty dancing at all but one thing i do know is his all-time favorite television series is seventh heaven because he is the smartest man in all of horror podcasting he's the professor well hello there it is it's good it's good to be back (laughs) (laughs) we've been waiting a year to boo you we've got the soundboard back yeah i know it's been in the studio i'm here this is really happening look at you yeah, I, I'm face. sorry that, that I have to that see way, yours. That way we can tell when each other's talking so we don't talk over each other. No, we'll do and that. Nobody sounds do like, that. We're doing it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, nobody sounds, and nobody sounds like they're over the phone. Well, I just want to apologize first because uh, as I started my intro here, uh, Rich was uh, kind of rubbing his ear. I think I blew his eardrums out, so I apologize for no, that. No, I can, I, can, I can turn you down in post so they don't have to hear your vocals pop. He was a little too excited. He might have just had an itchy ear. He's, I don't he's know. bouncing all around the room right now. He's, he's just a little excited, man. He hit, that, he hit the microphone hard. He was like, hey! I'm excited. I felt like Crazy Eddie. You guys remember Crazy Eddie? And he hasn't been. He's he was not insane. Used to, See, he's not used to talking in the microphone again, Professor. No, that's so, true. Like, when he gets oh, loud, yeah, he yeah. had to talk a little bit I've been bit using away, my man. inside voice for way too long. Yeah, geez. So, like, we, we, we get close to the microphone when we want to, like, not talk loud. And we back away when we get louder, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But. Yeah. Dude, it's going to take me some getting used to here. I haven't been out of the house in yeah, not, a year or two months. You're not supposed to put your mouth around the microphone. Yeah. I'm not? <laughs> don't, don't put it on the microphone. That's what I've been doing since we started this recording. Because so. then it sounds like this when you're rubbing on the microphone. So 7th Heaven. 7th Heaven, yeah. Uh, that was news to me. You know what the best part about that? 7th it was Heaven? news to me. 7th Heaven was also the name of the discotheque in... The Last Dragon, which we watched this last night on um. Twitch.tv slash System Podcast. Yes, that was the discotheque there. Oh. Yes, I mean discotheque, because it was 1985. 
Yeah. And we discovered... Was it in Italy? We, no, we discovered... Barry Gordy's the, Last the, Dragons. Laura, Laura, Laura uh, the girl that was played uh, Laura, Laura Childress in the movie, uh, Vanity was her name in, in real life. She is still a gorgeous woman, and even despite the horrible 80s getup, she was a gorgeous woman. Yeah. That should tell you how gorgeous you truly have to be if you can overcome shitty 80s well, clothing. Well, speaking of which, um, I just got to ask. I mean, if you're talking about gorgeous women, does that mean that Crystal Reed was in the movie? Crystal Reed wasn't even born in 1985, I don't think. I think she might have. If she been, was, she was very young. Very young. You know who was in it? Rudy. Rudy was Sean Aston. She, she was a no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> nope, the one that ate Rudy Huxtable. Jello pudding pops. Rudy Huxtable. Oh, Rudy Huxtable. No. She was in there. And she was very young. Really. Yeah. Keisha Knight Pulliam. I I, I Wikipedia that. That's Rudy from the Cosby Show. You know. <laughs> I did not know that you know, was her Rudy. name. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy I'm, I'm 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 here to tell you that she could have if she could have seen the movie when it came out in June of 1985 because she was born in February of 1985. Crystal Reed, so she Crystal may have watched it when she was like a month old. Yes. Yeah, two months old. Yes. So oh. she is. She is. Uh, she was born in 1985, February 6, 1985. She's 36 years Did old. Did discotheques transition into arcades or what? Happened? I think so. Discotheques, uh, maybe like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers, the D- original Dance, Mario Dance Brothers Re- Revolution. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think they were in there. In the, the little game stages. where you hit like the the gophers on the head with the yeah. hammer. Yeah. Whack a mole. Whack a mole. Yeah. Those gophers that are I like holes. to play whack-a-mole while eating guacamole. Can you please hit the button again? I <laughs> he was not on the ball on Get that one. This man. It was a little late, late reaction. I was, okay. I was reading. I was reading about what we're doing later. Crystal Reed? No, they, they, I was bringing up the information for Oculus before I forgot. To oh. oh, that's See, right. I was doing we actual real work while you guys were talking about nothing. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing at all. And that is because coming up in the second segment of our show this week, we will be reviewing Oculus, directed by Mike Flanagan, because we're still in Mike Flanagan May. So that's happening. Uh, I've got a very, very strong opinion of this movie. I can't wait. Oh uh, I know the professor does because we had a, a, a little brief interaction earlier today about this. Uh, so I can't wait to review this. Yeah, it's going to be I'm fun. I'm excited about this one. I've got a lot to say about this I, one. I don't even know if I'm on the same page with you guys. We'll find out later. We will find out. i got a page of notes. Yeah. But before we get to that, <laughs> we, of course, have a lot of news to talk about this week. Ooh, with that, that we have a new... We, well, we, we're working on a new sound, but... We, are, we have a new sound for the news. It's this. It's time for the Horror Zone News. That's right. It is time for the Horror Zone News. And the first story that is up this week, uh, we have some sad news to pass along. And that is that the legendary, wonderful, amazing, the hilarious Charles Grodin mm-hmm. passed away at the age of 86 from bone marrow cancer. Yeah. Rest in peace. He, um... Well, we mentioned him because he was the only was the only horror movie he was in Rosemary's Baby. Uh, I don't know if he was in any other ones or not. I'd have to look that up, but I know that that was that was the first one that I could think of was Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, he was in so many the, movies. The Doctor in that, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it it's it sucks. He he was great. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen his SNL performance from the seventies. Never where, saw that, but I used to see he, him on Letterman, and he would just act like he was completely miserable and hated to be there. Yeah. It was so funny. Well, he intentionally didn't learn any of his lines for the for skits, SNL. For SNL. And, like, during the whole taping, during the live show, like, the cast is getting visibly frustrated because he's missing cues and he's not saying what he's supposed to. <laughs> he's calling the the 
actors by like John Belushi by John and like he's calling them by their actual names and Instead not their of character their names. Yeah. <laughs> and like it it's it it's unclear whether or not it was all planned. I'm sure it was planned on his end. I'm I'm sure they were all in on it together. It was probably. probably like an avant-garde kind of like joke um like you know but he he was great. He, that's a cool thing to do. I love his he was very dry sense of humor and He's a midnight run like with Robert De Niro is such yeah. a good movie. Uh, he, he's so good. Beethoven. The Muppets. Beethoven. He was second. in the 1976 King Kong movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was the Dunham kind of guy. He was in one of my favorite movies with which was taking care of business, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. He was in the great Muppet caper. He was yeah. also uh, kind of horror movie adjacent, but is more of a comedy than a black dark comedy. And that was So I Married an Axe Murder. He was in that as oh, well. Oh, yeah. He's great in that yeah. little cameo. Yeah. I remember all of the <laughs> the lead up to that on, on MTV. Yeah. Mike Myers had a big presence on MTV at the time, and I remember they had all kinds of specials yeah. where he was in character. Yeah, the whole um, Anthony Lapelia or whatever, the actor who plays the oh, detective La, in that. Lapaglia or Lapaglia? Yeah, yeah, I know. He plays the detective, and he has to get a ride with Charles Grodin, who's just... <laughs> He's just driving it miserable as usual and just makes fun of him the whole time. So good. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, so rest in peace. Uh, that is, uh, you know, condolences to his friends, family, and fans around the world. That's right. Well, we got more positive news here. Uh, the new Pet Cemetery, which we've talked about a couple of times here, uh, we know it was announced that it's going to be coming out on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Uh, it has a director, so that's the first thing we're going to mention. Uh, I'm not familiar with her work, but uh, uh, somebody by the name of Lindsay Beer will be directing. Um, we were also previously told it was not going to be, um, or that it would be a prequel, but now it's being said that the the direction is up in the air, and it may not be a prequel after all. So we don't know what we're getting at this point when it comes to the new Pet Cemetery movie. Dun dun dun! Yeah, I uh, I'm hesitant. I I don't know what to think. I really liked the remake. Um, th- I did too. I, I I really wish they hadn't spoiled the major twist to the original in the yeah all the trailers in the trailers and i kind of wish the, they didn't take that direction to begin with yeah you know it, it didn't need it was, to be done it was cool though um i i don't know what they're gonna do what else yeah you weren't on the show yet but when we discussed that movie at the time that it came out it was actually ron uh who used to be on the show we used to do the show from his house um he kind of pointed out a lot of the mistakes and the the shortcomings that it had and it kind of it was stuff that i didn't realize when i watched it i enjoyed it a lot in the theater and i was kind of like hmm, you know you're right and yeah. it kind of made me like it a little bit less Listen, i haven't watched it again since. i gotta say this sometimes it's bad when somebody points out like some of the shortcomings like the technical shortcomings that is like there's one thing about like plot lines both story like like important things shortcomings you but when somebody yeah. points out some of the technical ones or like the small plot holes that really don't matter that can really mess up a movie for you it really can i don't i don't let that stuff like if it, it's uh the willing suspension of disbelief. So, like, if the story is good enough, you don't... Right. You so, like, Lamageddon in yeah. the hot tub. Yeah. Well, well, like I, that makes perfect that, logic. I was sold in the story of that movie, and once that hot tub scene... <laughs> I can't wait till we do a watch-along oh now that I'm back. That's going to happen. That's, That's going to be amazing. Hey, as soon as possible, just in case Mike goes back into hiding, at least that we have that little piece of footage. We should even, like, consider doing, like, a double feature that night, started early enough where we can watch that, and maybe Slacks? Of course we can watch a double feature. Or, or, or uh, what, or Pastor. I feel like if you do a really funny one, you have to do something... A little more A little more intense. serious. After. So the notebook. You guys still need to see Psycho Gore, man. Yeah, yeah. That's on uh, Shutter now. Yeah, that's good. So well, that I don't makes know, you didn't see it on Shutter. That before. makes everything a little more ridiculous. possible. 
But I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Right now, everything is so up in the air anyways that it's weird when things are reported one way and another and then goes back again. The whole world pretty much ended last last year, let's be honest. Yeah. Everything got flipped on its end, so if they're changing direction on it, I'm sure they feel like they have a, a good reason to. All right. Uh, box office news. It's box office news time. Spiral, which I know Rich saw over That's the weekend. Right. Uh, I know you're going to talk about it a little bit, but uh, in its opening weekend, it made $8.7 million domestically. Uh, it made an additional $4.55 million uh, this weekend. So far in just the United States alone, it's made $15.8 million. Worldwide, it's it's uh, made a total of $22.5 million. It had a $20 million budget, so it surpassed its budget. Um, the bigger story here, though, is that Spiral has officially pushed the Saw franchise over the $1 billion mark. Oh, boy. Congratulations, so man. So as, as a whole, a series that has made less than any of the, the Marvel movies. Well, yeah, but you know what? For a horror movie, that's actually no, that's, for that's a horror really franchise. It's now in contention with... For horror, yeah, they get this. With one so, movie from Marvel. Yeah. Yes. You give them a standing ovation, damn it. Yeah, they, right. they're right up there with the bigger franchises of all time. Yeah, they really yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, I'm st- they're still not, I think, to the same level as some of them, but they definitely have now put themselves in rarefied air as far as horror is concerned. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, the movie itself, no, no spoilers here, but I will say this. I enjoyed it immensely. I thought the story was good. I thought the plot was good. Uh, I did kind of figure out what was, gonna, what was going on by the before the ending, but it still didn't ruin the reveal, and it still didn't ruin the movie for me. Uh, there were some things, of course, that I would change, but I would change those in any movie. Uh, but at the, for, for overall, very good horror movie. Very uh, uh, Chris Rock is very funny in the beginning, and as the movie goes on, you can see how it gets more tense and stuff through his character. So I feel like that was really kind of cool how it starts off giving you some easy vibes, especially in a movie that I'm what and I'm going to talk about this in a second. But in a movie where it gets a little brutal at times, and as it gets and picks up into that third act, he gets it gets more frantic, so less comedy, more seriousness and i think that's perfect way to do it and i will say it this movie is gory as hell the body count might not be super high but there's still a body count but the deaths in this movie make up for bar none i mean this has got to be one of the gorier uh, saw franchise movies if you will obviously i will say it this is the only spoiler i'll give everybody if you were hoping for a direct sequel or a prequel to a saw movie this is not it this is this is its own thing. It is inspired by Saw. The way they tie it in is perfect, in my mm-hmm. opinion, because they make you, uh, you know, really connect the two stories. And you know, because they're kind of they're 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 different circumstances, different people. However, it does tie together. It comes together with a nice bow on it. And I'm waiting to see what they do with this next because I do not think this is a, a standalone movie. Uh, they left too much open-ended to not go back for a sequel. And with making their money back and with the franchise going over a billion and with more people going to see this eventually because obviously you got to go by the numbers now are going to always be lower. More people are going to see this on demand when it starts streaming. I'm telling you now, this movie is getting a sequel. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is you know you gotta you gotta keep in mind that this movie would have made a whole lot more, than, probably five times as much as this up to this point mm-hmm. if times were normal and there was no COVID. Worldwide, um, I think this would already be at a hundred million dollars right. if or there close. was no COVID. I, I don't. in the states alone, I'm gonna put this out to you. In the states alone, I think if we go by the average of Saw movies, which I believe even if you take the lower ones in account, I do believe the average was right around thirty-five or forty million opening week, followed by a thirty million second week, twenty-five, thirty million second week. So you're looking at sixty-five million dollars just on your average Saw film, and that's on the low end. And I think that most people kind of consider now. I, I don't think that Jigsaw was the worst one in the series. I think that Jaw set Jaws. 
<laughs> Saw, Jaws 7. Four. Saw 7 um, was the worst one. The one that was supposed to be the final chapter. I thought that was the worst one. Jigsaw wasn't great. It's okay. Uh, that had a $10 million budget and it made 103 in its run. Exactly. So I, I do think that this, this I'd be very surprised if this hits $100 million. But, you know, Keep in mind, it's, it's made back its budget. And the times that we're in, but I think I think what you just said with the times we're in right now, I think you could already consider this movie would have hit a hundred million. Yeah, that's right. all I'm saying. With what it's made right now, if you do the comparisons to what other movies have made in their opening couple of weeks, it hasn't done so bad. It might it might continue gaining um, too in the upcoming weeks. Absolutely, it and may. I think it's and been I, number one two weeks in yeah. a row at the box. Office, I think also so. not only will it continue on for the next couple of weeks, is there's nothing really gigantic coming out in well in the horror world. There's nothing gigantic coming out until uh, Conjuring. Yeah, that's next weekend. Is Conjuring's that, yeah, that's weekend another, already? That's, but that's yeah. still, technically, from when we're recording, that's still two cycles for them. Right. You see what I mean? And keep in mind, too, that's going to be on HBO Max, and a lot of people That's going to hurt that, that so a little it's bit. It's going to hurt that. A little bit. But but it, it didn't hurt It's Godzilla not going to make $300 million. Dollars. Well, yeah, nothing is anymore. But that did. Godzilla well, it made $400 Kong, million that was worldwide, also, and that yeah. was over a month and a half. And keep in mind, you got Japan. And, and you got China you got a with a lot China. of that money. Because yeah. if you think about it, the first the opening week in China did $72 million. So I mean, like you're you're looking at a whole nother beast. Uh, any other movie, if you'd have to take more of like most more recent movies like Mortal Kombat, look at that what that did, uh, and that was a very popular movie here in the states, and it was on HBO Max as well. But it still only made I think it was twenty in its opening week and fifteen in its follow up or something Man. like that. So I mean, you're still looking like for a horror movie. I think this did very well in COVID times. In normal in times, COVID times yes. in normal times, it would actually have been yeah. a bigger opening. I think we'd be at sixty, seventy million domestically easy yeah. for this movie. I just, I, possibly over a hundred million. More my right. hope is that it's going to make enough money still in its theatrical run and when it hits you know where you can buy it on digital and, and on demand i'm hoping that it makes enough money that they're going to say oh okay let's make another one I because also, i also yeah, want to make a side I, note I don't here. want them to use this as an excuse to not make i want to make a one. side note here about the about the theaters as well and i i'd like to hear from you guys if you guys don't live in the 607 and listen to us because i know we have a, a far larger listenership than just our local area and we appreciate that we thank you for that could you comment to this to us this week or send us a dm or something if you're living outside of the 607, what your theaters are doing for run times, uh, if they're even open. And here's what I mean. Here in the 607 are two theaters on weekdays are running one showing a movie of each movie. That's it, one showing because of staffing issues. And on the weekends, they're showing showing two. Because I, I have it up just so I can give you an example. Let me pull up the actual time for today because I know when I went to see, when I went to see Saw, it was, fri or Spiral, sorry, it was Friday. There was a 5.15 showing and an 8 p.m. showing at AMC. That was the only showing. And there's not like 10 different movies playing no, right now either, no, right? No, 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 that's the only shows. And everything else only had one showing. So here, Yeah, Regal, Regal's got like two showings of each movie, except Saw has three Okay, showings. so today, so today, I'm, I'm looking at today. So today, which is a Sunday when we record, yeah. there was two, four, five showings of Saw, three showings of Wrath of Man, three showings of Demon Slayer, three showings of Those Who Wish Me Dead, Four showings of Godzilla vs. Kong, three showings of Profile, and three showings of Here Today. Let me skip till tomorrow. Watch so Saw had more through on the weekends? Yeah, then? I had more than the, on the actual weekend. Any morning shows? Look at this. That is tomorrow, Monday. Private theater rental is wow. available at 7 p.m. But then Spiral, one showing, 8 p.m. Wrath of Man, one showing, 7.45 p.m. And if you look at Regal, it's the same. Yeah. They have one or two during the week. And then if you go on in the week to the end of the week... I know that sounded really weird for you guys at home, but trust me, you know what I'm getting at. Like, it's weird. So I want to know what you guys are, because if it's making, 
you know, twelve million dollars, and everybody's only showing one showing a day, or that's the, like the majority. That's pretty rough. I would agree. Um, do they have like morning shows and stuff like that? Nope, with, no, not that, that I've all. ever seen. I think no. the earliest showing is like on the weekends you can find is like noon or one o'clock. Yeah, wow. there's only one showing of Saw all week. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. On weekdays, that's crazy. Through. Like I said, on Friday night there was two showings. There was five, fifteen, and eight, and that was every every movie they were showing. All the movies I listed off, they were all showing. Saturday and Sunday, it looks like they stepped their game up and did more because I bet you that's when they're busier, and right. they probably have a staffing. And I'm assuming they have a staffing issue. Yeah. So think about it. You, if you show one showing, you can bring people in for the four or five hours. If you show a morning showing, you need two shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, the point being with this is I, I really hope that the studios are going to look at this and say, well, you know, it was the times we would have made more money and let's make another one. I think they're going to. I really hope that they don't use this as an excuse not to make Ready another one. Ready for this? They're going to look at this franchise as a whole and go, it's, this franchise has made over a billion dollars in the realm of horror, so we're just going to make another one any damn way. Right. And that's really what it is, and I'm thankful for it, and I'm here for it. So kudos to them. Uh, Deadline is reporting that CBS's Clarice, which I think I'm the only one in this room that's actually watched Hello, the series. Clarice. Uh, I love the series. I absolutely love it. Um, they will basically show an episode, and then they'll go back to the beginning and show all of them again. And then they'll come back and show an episode or two, and then they show the reruns again. And then they'll show an episode or two, and they go back to the reruns again. Uh, I think there's only going to be a total of 10 episodes for the whole season. Uh, I believe the first week in June, the first Thursday in June, is when the, the finale is going to be on. Uh, they're back last this this past week and next week is going to be reruns yet again. So I, I've kind of looked at the the ratings and stuff like that, and they're not pulling in big numbers. Uh, so I was like, okay, this show is doomed. It's yeah. doomed. Uh, well, Deadline is reporting that uh, Clarice is going to be moving to Paramount Plus for season two. So it sounds like we're getting a second season. Uh, it hasn't been. They haven't come out and said that it's been renewed, but they said it will be moving for season two to that. So I, you know, put two and two together. Um, it has been the lowest rated show and the least watched show on CBS of all of their series, but it has been performing very well on their streaming platform. Yeah. So obviously there's the uh, psychology behind that. Streaming is the way of the future. We've yeah. already seen it. That's why we had the stream wars. I think this is great for the show. I think it's great for show fans because a lot of the people who this was probably geared towards aren't watching on regular cable anymore. No, no, no. So Paramount Plus is the place and that's why they probably have better streaming numbers. And now this is a selling point once again for Paramount Plus to come see this exclusively there. I like it. It's a win for their streaming uh, service, and it's a, I think it's a win for the fans of the show. Yeah. Uh, so what did you guys think of the Terrifier 2 cover art that we got this past week? I enjoyed it. Right from Damien Leon. Yes, I, I enjoyed it. it's fantastic. It looks like a classic I can cover. tell you who didn't enjoy it. Diesel. Diesel? Did you show he's him? still terrified of clowns. Yes, absolutely. Ah. And of course, if you really want to see a great picture of Diesel terrified by Art the Clown, that's still up at 8122productions.com. It will never come down. I will promise you that. One day it might just be its own image, just its own gallery. Its yeah. whole webpage. Just that. <laughs> just, just dedicated that. to that. For uh, my own entertainment and amusement, of course. Right. So basically, um, he, he kind of gave us like a big, long um, write-up uh, on Facebook uh, this past week, Damien Leone did. Is it Leone or Leone? It's I, I've heard it pronounced both ways. And uh, you met when, him, right? I, when I met him, it was just Leone. Okay, so so basically, um, he kind of gave us a little bit of an update on where the the actual production is at this point. But he also discussed where he got his um, inspiration from for this cover art that we're going to be getting. And uh, he talked about how when he was a kid, he used to go to the video store and he was fascinated 
he would rent movies based on their cover art. Yeah. yeah. And some of them were terrible movies. Most of them were terrible movies. Every now and then you'd get that, you know, diamond in the rough. But uh, he said that, no fear, this movie is not going to be a stinker of a movie, even though it's going to have that awesome cover art. But that's where he got his inspiration from, was those movies of the 80s, you know, that he that he would see that cover art from. Yeah, where there were actual artists. like uh, a yes. Drew, It's got, like, almost a Drew Struzan feel, like the guy who... Uh, did a lot of Spielberg's movies, but yeah. obviously more horror-leaning. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the artwork for um, Trick or Treat, too. Yeah, yeah, the orange the orange stuff. Like, there's the orange pumpkins. Color. He's, yeah. he's uh, There's, like, pumpkins, and there's, like, what looks like an angel with a dagger on top of them. Yeah. I don't know where they're going with this, but, uh, yeah. But um, it doesn't he, necessarily have to show up in the movie. Yeah, let's... I, I don't as, know how I as feel a lot of As a lot of the <laughs> 80s... Uh, Video art, you know, you would see these awesome, you know, pieces of artwork going through the video store, and then and then you'd get it, and like nothing, yeah, in the movie is even remotely right. close. And to he kind of talks about that yeah. in his write up. Uh, so that'd be funny to play that. I haven't seen like, the synopsis game. for a while with this. I know that the first one takes place on Halloween. This may be a continuation of that. I don't know if this one takes place on Halloween too. I I, I think that it did. Uh, I could be wrong with that, but maybe it's just like we know it's about a girl and her brother. Uh, her her younger brother, so it, it could be that maybe she's dressed up like an angel, and you know she's gonna fight back. I don't know, um, but uh, just to kind of quote um, from from Mr. Leone here, uh, where the movie's at. So this is a direct quote from his Facebook uh, right up here. So what now? It's time to head into the polishing phase of post-production. We'll begin tackling the sound design score, color correction, and some minor video effects. Don't worry, the gore is all practical. Uh, he also talks about how they're going to be trimming it, uh, trimming the fat and refining the film itself. He said that uh, the original rough cut is like two and a half hours long, oh, but he did say, don't worry, the film will be over two hours long. <laughs> That's uh, So it sounds like he's not too far off. Epic. I like it. Epic. I, I like it a lot. They're still hopeful. There has been no indication as to when exactly it's it's going to be uh, dropping, but he's been saying right along he hopes that it will be out by Halloween this year. I think that would be the perfect movie to come out in October this year. Yeah. So I'm excited. Fingers crossed. Here's hoping. Uh, next up, Ghost Hunters is coming back, uh, but it will not be on A&E, and it's not going to have the most recent team that we've seen on Ghost Hunters. So for those of you that are fans of the Ghost Hunting shows, and Ghost Hunters in particular, um, we know that Grant Wilson, who was one of the original two creators, brought in a brand new team, uh, and it was on A&E, and the rest of the original guys, uh, Jason Haas and Steve Gonzalez and Dave Tango, uh, joined up and were on uh, the Travel Channel, which eventually that got moved to Discovery. Plus, uh, and they created their own show called Ghost Nation, which I was a huge fan of. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Ghost Nation, but the new Ghost Hunters that's coming back is ca being called a revival, and it's actually going to be the team that was on Ghost Nation. Jason Hawes, Steve Gonzalez, Dave Tango, and Sherry Benedetti. they are going to be the new Ghost Hunters show, the revival of Ghost Hunters. So I don't know if they're doing away with Ghost Nation and they're just being moved over to Ghost Hunters and A&E has canceled that. Um, I saw something on Twitter recently where, where uh, Grant had been asked, you know, what's going on? He said he had no idea. He said the, the network wasn't talking to him. We got our answer. They're not coming back. But, but the team of Ghost Nation will be back. Again, I don't know if they're going to be going to Ghost Nation, if you guys weren't watching it. They kind of went into people's houses and got back to the roots of how they used to do their show. Uh, occasionally they would go to a bar or something like that, but it was more 
more homes that they were going into, which is what Ghost Hunters originally did, and as their popularity grew when they were on sci-fi, they started going to bigger places, yeah, haunted like, mansions yeah. and attractions and stuff. So I don't know if maybe Ghost Hunters, which the the revival that we most recently got, that's what they were still doing. So I don't know if that's going to be more what that's going to do, and then they'll still have Ghost Nation to go into houses. Don't know. They like haven't they, said anything. But. Like they would go into like my mom's house, like, Oh, you've had a haunting kind of thing. Oh, yeah, this has been happening. This it is happening. funny that you mentioned that because this past week, Mike C. went into your mom's house to check out some goings on in her bedroom. Ooh. That's actually true. She says hi. She sends her love. Oh, so what a sweet lady. There, there yeah. was sweet he, lady. he did an EVP she's, session. She's that's a what class at least, act. That's what he told me when he borrowed the camera and the recorder. <laughs> yeah, that'll be coming up on our Facebook page uh, later this week. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Hey, whoa. You might want to reconsider where you release that. Probably to Twitter because they, 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 they don't, don't seem they to don't, be too concerned see, about nudity. There's no keen there's no keenness to that on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Comment down. But, there's a lot of nudity in that, by the way. I hope whatever, whatever mostly, whatever mostly me, mostly me. But by the way, I would yes, like to point Ghost out before Hunters. we move on. Yes. I hope whatever demons or spirits were in the professor's mother's bedroom, you definitely. Quenched. I've exercised them. I've exercised those demons. Trust me. Oh man, I set myself up for that one. You sure did. <laughs> you sure did. Lobbed up. And yeah. No. What spikes, they would basically spikes. do on Ghost Nation, there would be like a local paranormal person. Uh, they had like a nationwide group, and the paranormal person for that particular area would reach out to Jason Hawes, and they would come yeah. in. And they would do, you know, do their normal investigation. investigation. But I enjoyed that more than what Ghost Hunters was. I I always liked the original part of the show where they would go into somebody's home. It was just, it's more realistic than any of the other ones. Than like an abandoned psych ward that everybody else has done. Which is where Ghost Hunters went. Yeah. And it just, it became much more unrealistic. And it was more, oh, did you guys hear that? Did you, oh, somebody's touching me. Oh, they're touching me over here now. Oh, now they're tickling me. Like it was, it got ridiculous. Whereas the Ghost Nation guys, it was a lot more like Ghost Hunters was originally and a lot more realistic. And I don't know what I believe with all of those shows because it's a television show. They're the most believable as far as I'm concerned, as as opposed to Zach Baggins, which is just completely off the wall ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't watch any of them. I'm going to be honest. The only Ghost Hunter I support is Dustin Perry. Yes. Which only he was originally lovely, on Ghost Hunters. He's a lovely, lovely man. What a nice guy. And he I really hope that we he meet him invite, again. Well, he, well he, we should because I have to get a hold of him because he did invite me on uh, a ghost, hunt, ghost with, hunt with him. With Doug Bradley? Hopefully, I'm just trying to I'm trying to weasel Doug Bradley in. Yeah, I want to be there. Thing. By the way, if you guys go without me, I would, would never speak awesome. to you again. That's well, when this show shuts down because I, I quit. After I got pitched that from Dustin Perry, the, the two weeks later, I was interviewing Doug Bradley, and then I was hanging out with him a little bit, and uh, we were talking, and I I brought up the fact because he's a big ghost person, but he like me, he's a skeptic, and I was like, hey, well, Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters, he's like, yeah, I'm familiar with him. I'm like, well, I met him, and he told me he'd take me on a ghost hunt. I'm like, if you you, you can come with me, he's like, oh. Let me know. I'll go. <laughs> I was like, all right. So me, me, Pinhead, and Dustin Perry are going to go fucking hunt some ghosts. That just kind of reeks of a rabbi, a priest, and <laughs> whatever. It sounds like a setup for a horror movie. So yeah, if walk into a bar. If, if, if that ever does or happen, I will definitely, I will definitely uh, bring some video equipment and stuff. Uh, you better on, bring me. That would be the greatest night of my life. I can just stand gonna, there and just. I'm going to be the I one be, like making all the noises. And yeah, I mean, I can run around and make the guys. noises for all you care, but I just better be invited to that one. No, I'm going to do that independently and just scare. You just do it anyway. Out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everybody would be like, "Whoa, what's that?" Well, last week we had uh, Knives Out 2 casting news, and we've got even more this week. This movie's shaping up to have a yet another star-studded cast, maybe more so than the first movie. Uh, now, Academy Award. I don't know if he's won. Academy Award, but he's been at least nominated. Leslie Odom Jr. and Kate Hudson have joined the cast of Knives Out 2. Kate Hudson's, you know, it's a, it's a Knives Out. 
We had a big <laughs> cast. <laughs> yeah. Knives Out 2. Equally big cast. I just want to know. I, I want you guys to know that I am friends with uh, somebody that's been Kate Hudson's body double for many years. Really? That's a true mm. story. She's from right here in Binghamton. Oh, that's crazy. So, yes. There hasn't been much from Kate Hudson recently. Yeah, and I was just thinking about that as well. Yeah, it's she's not a, turned yeah. up in like smaller things. She's kind of kind of ridden who, off who's the, the other, sunset. Who was the other person? Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. What What do you have? Or she? Is it a he? It's or, a he. Uh, what did he win? Or get nominated uh, he for? was he was nominated. I can't remember what it was. Uh, let me look it up for you here. I believe that uh, he was in the Notebook. Uh, uh, I just don't know who the that notebook person two, is. The Notebook Three, The Revenge, and uh, the Notebook Four, Notebook in Paradise. I, I yeah. believe those are the movies that he was in. Uh, no, he was um, he was nominated for an Oscar and a Golden Globe uh, for writing the original song "Speak Now," for which won Best Song at the Critics' Choice Award. Um, this was for the movie One Night in Miami. Okay. He was played Sam Cooke. Oh, okay. Who I love. I love yeah. Sam Cooke. Yeah, no, that's cool. All right, now I've I heard know. the name now before, but I, yeah. I'm not familiar with his work. Yep. Yeah, he's, so. he's big right now because of the uh, One Night in Miami. He, also, he was in Dreamgirls, Jersey Boys. He also Boys, played Rent. Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Uh, yes. So there you go. Yeah, he was... Very he, talented man. Very talented. Yeah, uh, Dreamgirls was a big movie, obviously. Yeah. At one point, that's a, wait. It's a different dream girl. Never mind. These are theater credits. I'm not looking at movie credits. So. <laughs> wait, yes, he has a lot of. He has Never a, mind. Listen, he has he a lot the, of theater credits. He was credits. in the show Dream Girls, not the yes, movie. That's, yes, that's that's what it he was. He was in the Broadway. Show. He's he's got. A, he was a Broadway. It looks like he was a Broadway slash musical act performer for a long time. But he also would pop up occasionally on TV shows. He has an out, a Law and Order SVU credit onto his uh, uh, IMDb. Oh, but okay. recently, he is most known for playing Aaron Burr in Hamilton and also uh, playing Sam Cooke in One Night in Miami. And that was the one that got a lot of Oscar buzz yeah. because uh, it was a, a good movie. I know right now it is showing on... Uh, Isn't that Prime? Or? I think it is on Prime for free. Yeah. If you have Prime. So I knew it was coming up and I was like, I need to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and now that I'm actually looking at his film credits, he was in Red Tails, Murder on the Orient Express, Harriet, which was about Harriet Tubman. Yeah, he's been so he's, he's, so he's been uh, he's in the whole mystery genre there with Murder on the Orient Express. He's yes. doing like an ensemble. Yes. And I apologize Dude, for looking at his theater credits and passing him off as though he was in a movie. Hey, oh, listen, there's it no wasn't like, until I saw 2001. I was like, wait, that can't zero, be right. By the way, zero offense there, and the reason why yeah. is because Hamilton is the biggest thing in 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 acting. It, for the last few years, yeah. So the fact that he was Aaron Burr, and especially because he's on the Aaron Burr on the version that is on Disney Plus, he did it in the theater too. Well, no, yeah, he was on Broadway. He I did was, it in the theater with. But your mom. the one that they recorded for Disney Plus, he's also on as Aaron Burr. So he's a big role in that production because if newsflash, Alexander Hamilton gets in a duel murder with by, with Aaron Burr. Murder, murder. Aaron, Burr. Burr. Aaron Burr. Remember that Got Milk commercial? Yeah, yeah. With, don't uh, remember that shit with. Um, What's Sean Whalen from People Under the Stairs? It was Sean Whalen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roach. Yeah, I, I, I know people that have met him. They he's say he's a very lovely butter. man. I bet. They say he's great. But he's eating peanut butter and uh, he can't. He can't and, and everything yeah. around him in the store is yeah. all Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton related. But yeah, he uh, you know he's like he, he and like, then he just looks at the milk and he's like because uh, it was empty. So yeah. good. So it's one of the best Got Milk commercials. If you don't believe us, go watch it's on YouTube. Classic. If you never saw, just put Got Milk Aaron Burr. And I'm sure you'll find it's it. It's classic. Uh, American Horror Stories. 
plural, which not is to be the new confused with horror series. story. Not to be confused with American Story. Uh, will be coming exclusively to FX on Hulu this July, and American Horror Story is going to be premiering this fall and will conclude on Halloween. Um, what that tells me is that uh, we may be seeing a change in nights. Uh, as far as I can remember, American Horror Story has been on Wednesday night since it debuted. Halloween is on a Sunday this year, so I think we might be seeing a shift in nights. Or they just moved it to a Sunday for the last episode because Could be. that is good money making. Or maybe they're just saying Halloween in generalities. I don't know. Right, I but know. I mean, I, I, whether either way, I'm, I'm fine with it, whether it moves or whether they just have the last episode of Halloween or just, you know, they're mentioning it. Uh, the, I think the more telling thing is the American Horror Stories, which is not going to be a long version. Uh, like, as you know, American Horror Story tells is an anthology series that tells a story a year. American Horror Stories, as we know, is going to tell a story a episode. Yeah. Right. And uh, the fact that that is going to be on streaming for Hulu Primarily, that's good stuff, man. And yep. that's going to get people to uh, make sure they're on Hulu to get it. And secondly, it's going to bring a lot of money to FX. And I, I think that's good good for them. I uh, got a little bit more information about that, too. So the original American Horror Story is going to be 10 episodes, which I don't think is any big surprise. That's what they've mostly been. But uh, American Horror Stories is going to be 16 one-hour episodes. Oh, wow. Because guess what? When you're doing multiple stories, you can afford to do that. You can. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, is that there was... I Has it been confirmed yet if it's going to be one story per episode or two? Because there was some confusion on that, I know, way back. I don't know if they've ever talked about it or not. Maybe we... I know we haven't. I was just... I know that when the original press release was, they didn't know too much about it, and they didn't know if it was going to go the route of some other shows where it went two like, half-hour stories or one hour. Like, like during the Yeah, thing. that I don't know. It just I just said know that there going to be 16 one-hour episodes, right. so I'm assuming that each I one I can't wait be, to hear that news. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that they're one for an hour, because I feel like that's a good yeah. pace for a show. I wonder if they're going to have, if they're gonna have like a host, like uh, the Crypt Keeper. No. <laughs> I, I highly <laughs> doubt that. Um, by by the way, maybe Sarah Paulson will just come out and yeah. just overact. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> it maybe. Now I would think that if they're doing two half hour episodes in each one, that it would be more complicated. You got to be on more on the ball on that. By the way, no, I wasn't. I wasn't there for you. Oh, trust me, you're fine. Oh, <laughs> but I no. I, every going... time I mess with the, the the pad, now he is uh, nervous since Mike C is back and we get to use the soundboard. Yeah, he's you're lucky. Well, I saw him more. flipping through it. I thought he was trying to get to. <laughs> No, I was, to 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 what I, I was trying to get to what I needed to get to. Oh. But yeah, no, I, I would think that it's uh, that it would be more costly to have two half hour episodes. Agreed. Than than uh, one hour episodes that are just one story. That'd be my guess is that it's going to be one story for an hour. I, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm with I'm good with that as well. Okay, so we got a few more stories here. Gunnar Hansen, who we know was the original Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, in 2013 he uh, released a book. Uh, called Chainsaw Confidential, How We Made the World's Most Notorious Horror Movie. Well, that is being turned into not a documentary, but a dark comedy movie. It's going to be an actual movie. I'm in. Sounds interesting. I mean, you got two ways you can go with this. One of those ways you can go is kind of like the disaster artist. Uh, it was based on the room, so you could you could treat this because it's a comedy, like some kind of you're a fly on the wall, seeing all the crazy shit that happened to create the movie, or you could treat it like you were saying, Shadow of the Vampire, where it's kind of the movie inside of the movie. Yeah, movie. I, Shadow I of the think, Vampire is really good, by the way. If nobody's seen it, it's yes, kind of I've seen forgotten it. it this point i do enjoy it but i'm going to say this i think because they use the word dark comedy they're going to go towards the disaster artist route where they're going to basically kind of show you kind of slapstick exaggerated things that happen behind the scene while making 
The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They should go the behind the mask route. That would be fun too. That would turn it into like a. Yeah, but I think that's too meta. It'd be too much, yeah. And I think that's why, because at the end of the day, I think that's why they won't go Shadow the Vampire, because they're not going to be like, oh, well, we were basing it off this real guy. Yeah. Which we know that loosely Ed Gein is, you know, the guy. That would be kind of cool, though. Like, yeah, if. if But there's a real leather face face, on set. Yeah. I mean, I can see that being a cool idea. For those who don't know Shadow the Vampire, it's about um, F.W. Murnau making Nosferatu and Max Shrek, the guy who plays Count Orlock is actually a vampire and, and he's played by Willem Dafoe and it's awesome. You're it is a very huge awesome. Willem Dafoe fan. Oh yeah. You Willem. would like marry him I think. Wait Willem Dafoe's great. What is wrong with Willem Dafoe? I think that he would leave the professor would leave his wife for Willem Dafoe if he had a chance. Or a wife. Or if he had a wife. Yeah I mean here's what I want to point <laughs> I out. I would get married and divorce my wife. What just if, to marry. Just to marry Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. What does it offend you about Willem Dafoe? Uh, the lighthouse. That was good. He was good in it. Oh, he's great in it. That was just very about slow. the worst movie the, I've ever seen. If the, like the movie or not, you can't you deny can't knock his how performance. He he was so good. You're right because I didn't understand a word that he was saying <laughs> except for when he farted. <laughs> and that was the only English I understood, uh, and he did that often. I, so whatever. Well, well, do you my, guys ever see well, Antichrist? The yes, I did. Jesus. Talk about a brutal fucking movie. But oh. Mike, as far as your opinions on William Defoe, yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. That's just your opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. What he said. Moving on. We've got casting for Tim Burton's new series on Netflix called Wednesday. And we have our new Wednesday Adams. It's not going to be Christina Ricci, which I think we all pretty much expected. Yeah. But it will be Jenna Ortega. She has been cast as Wednesday Adams. She looks the part. Cool. Being yeah, she does. That's the first She's thing awesome. I saw when I saw the picture. She's awesome. Support. She was on the the Netflix series You. Uh, she's going to be in the new Scream when it comes out, which which Rich uh, very happily calls Scream twenty twenty two. You're a huge fan of that name, yeah. Not so much. Anyways, she's she's really. Uh, but she's making it. She's she's uh, making her name as far making as her. Waves. She's, she's making her waves in the horror genre, and this is another big booking for. Uh, like I said, when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, it's perfect. She looks the part. She looks exactly like what I would assume. Wednesday Adams should look like and she kind of has like that young Christina Ricci look is a little bit a little yeah bit. and she was like when she was on you she was kind of like sarcastic and yeah you know snarky and stuff so um I, I think she's perfect yeah I that. think she'll be perfect good. casting there and the final story that we've got this week beginning at noon on July 2nd you can pre-order your copy of the re-release of the original Children of the Corn soundtrack it will be available on vinyl CD and cassette for people like the professor that still likes to listen to tapes I do not I think you do no. uh, you like to take them out and rip out the tape and then <laughs> wind it back up again so uh, you're a big fan of cassettes not vinyl whatsoever uh, but on the cover Tastes is our sense. dear friend, an old friend of the show. He's been on the show twice. Courtney Gaines, who, of course, was Malachi in the original. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. If you're a music fan, it's a good soundtrack. I'm sure the professor might pick it up. Oh, yeah. This is right up your alley. I'm I'm getting pretty... I'm My soundtrack collection's getting pretty ridiculous. I just got the John Carpenter um, anthology uh, yeah. vinyl. and Oh, it's great. Which one? Part two? Part three? No, just anthology. Not the Lost Themes. Oh, oh, Anthology, oh, oh. like his movie themes. Gotcha. Lost Themes is Lost Themes. Like I'll tell you what, a lot of his ever, yeah. his uh, themes, at least in the early to mid-80s, like late 70s to early 80s, uh, all sounded very similar and very much alike, yeah. but they were so good. Yeah. It I doesn't mean, even matter. Like it, the anthology one kicks right off with uh, In the Mouth of Madness, mm-hmm. and that's such a good... <laughs> that, that soundtrack. I've never seen good. that movie. 
It just whoa. didn't look good to me. What? Whoa, yeah. whoa. Of all the horror movies I've seen, I've never oh, seen that because it just oh, didn't man, look like it would be my cup of tea. It's, even even the maestro told me he didn't think that that was. You something probably like. wouldn't like it, but it's great. I enjoy it quite a bit. I it's, thought it's a great movie. It's like uh, uh, it's it's like a Stephen King story almost, but Lovecraftian and it's it's a complete mind. It, it get, it's a complete mind yeah, fuck. It really yeah, it's is crazy. It's good shit. Such good shit. And Mouth of Madness is not is not just a clever name. It was like his, it was like his last great great film. Great uh, great, great great record. Like Village of the Damned. Eh. Yeah, uh, yeah, he really hasn't made anything good and like really good what else? since he did that era. Remember, he did uh, <laughs> Memoirs of the Invisible Man with, <laughs> yes. with Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. Yeah, uh, what the hell? I didn't that realize that. I didn't yeah, even know he, that he directed that. But this looks like another great soundtrack that the professor will probably add <laughs> to his collection. Oh yeah. With that being said, if you'd like to talk about anything that we talked about in the news or anything that the professor has said, <laughs> you can do that. Or just want to say hi, or just want to tell the booth of professor in real life. It doesn't matter. Hit us up on the social medias, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share that page at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 whenever you're talking about the show. Of course, you can visit us over at 8122productions.com and get all the information about everything we do here at 8122productions slash 607 podcast. Also, uh, please uh, join us and follow us over at twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. We got a lot of good stuff coming up for you wrestling fans. Every Thursday night, we do the wrestling show, myself and Ken M from the ODPH. And of course, we do uh, UFC pay-per-view, live commentaries and reactions. We're doing movie nights now we just debuted the first one with the last dragon and we're going to be doing some horror ones so get ahead of the curve and get there if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as one dollar a month go over to patreon.com slash 8122 productions and you can find out how the all the bonus content you get including the return of spooky night mike next month june to love is scary and so much more and of course we're going to be adding next week little news for all you fans next week we're going to start recording during our production meetings so you're going to get the uncut unedited version of this show as well not only just early so Patreon.com slash 8122productions. $1 a month gets you in the door. And you get a ton of extra bonus content. Look I love that. it. Of course, Mike C., uh, I got to get some music for you also for the your trivia. The, the, for the the trivia. trivia. Yeah. So, like, we're adding stuff to the list because it's been a while <laughs> since. And I didn't prepare for this week because <laughs> we didn't even know that you were going to be here for certain because you had other things. You had other uh, obligations, if you will. But yeah. here we are. Uh, so in the future, you will have your own trivia. I'll find some trivia for you. But it is time for the Horizon Trivia Game. Mike, see, what is the question this week? So I will ask the question. I hope that I didn't give it away because I happened to see you look, glance over my computer a little while ago looking at my notes, and I had the trivia question up front center. I hope you didn't Sir, see it. Sir, he got it up. Sir, I, Sir, did, I, I, just, I just Give it away. Give it away now. I may have given it away. Give it Sir, away. Give I, it I can't read anything on that screen. I smoke too much marijuana. Give it well, away. Give it away. <laughs> yeah, it's also in Italian. So I do my notes in Italian. Just, so oh, that's good. We but, had to make way to step all over the joke, Mike. Way yeah. to step all over the joke, you I, fucking ass. I didn't even catch it. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm still new to this. I, I haven't been in a studio in a year. Where am I? Like starting what, who are you people? What's a podcast? Yeah, we should do one of those. We, we should, should get together. We should and have talk. a website. Yeah, we, we could do that. Okay, what's the question? All right, so in keeping with the theme this month, I've been asking trivia questions relating to the movies that we're reviewing. Mm. So, of course, this week we are going to be reviewing Mike Flanagan's Oculus. So this question relates to that, kind oh, of. Oh, good Lord. So, in the movie Oculus, Katie Sackhoff plays the character Marie Russell. She plays the mother. 
throughout the movie. Mm. So just in case you don't she know. She doesn't her. change the role. She stays as she, the mother. She stays as the mother. <laughs> yeah. So so for you guys, especially the professor, if you're an idiot like the professor, the smartest she, man that we know. Throughout the movie, she... We got to spell these things out for you. specific. So <laughs> you Katie Sackhoff plays a character, Marie Russell, in the, in the film Oculus. In 2002, she starred in her first major movie that got a wide release. Name that movie. No. One more time... Katie Sackhoff plays the character Marie Russell in the film Oculus. In 2002, she starred in her first major movie that got a wide release. Name that movie. The answer, coming up right after the break. I'll be right back. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone. The music that you're hearing playing in the background is from the original movie soundtrack, the score for the movie Oculus, which we are about to review here in the second segment of Horizon 607. But before we get to that, we needed to go through the answer of this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. And before the break, I asked that question. It was Katie Sackhoff, who plays the character Marie Russell in the film Oculus. Um, in 2002, she starred in her first major movie that got a wide release. Name that movie. Is there any sort of hint? Yeah, I might uh, is it like she a was comedy movie? Or? Probably one of the most annoying characters in the entire series of the series. film that is the answer. Series. That's right. It was a franchise film. Oh is this? God, is this? I, and she okay. was one of the most annoying characters ever. Is this? Is this in the horror genre or other genre? It would be in the horror genre. All right, because it's a horror six oh seven. See, question. I uh, the only other thing I know her from is Riddick, and I fucking love that movie, by the way. But yeah, it's not Riddick because that came out in the twenty tens. So. Yeah, no, it can't be <laughs> uh, so that's my guess. Okay, so I get the I get the shot in the dark here. Uh franchise around in two thousand two that she could have been on and been annoying in. Wow, in two thousand two there wasn't many. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm drawing a blank, so I'm just gonna guess Haley Mills. It was uh, it was Haley Mills. That's right. That's right. You're both wrong this week. It is not Haley Mills. It is not Riddick. The correct answer is the infamous 
Halloween Resurrection. Oh, oh such a bad She movie. played I the main character's there. blonde best friend. Oh, my oh, God. Got her head cut off with oh, the knife fake, at the top fake, of the steps. Fake Brittany Murphy. Wow. That's who yeah, she was. Basically, yes. Oh, so bad. No such shit. a bad movie. I blocked that out of my memory. Ugh. And oh, that yeah. music, by the way, is from the uh, same duo that does most of Flanagan's movies. Uh, that's the, the Newton Brothers. The Newton Brothers. That's right. But let's talk about that, because now that you know that the Newton Brothers did that, it's time to give you a little of the particulars, because we are now going to do Mike Flanagan May. We only have one week left, and of course, the last week we're saving for Dr. Sleep. We Ooh. already know that. Uh, so with that being said, though, we are doing Oculus this week, and uh, Oculus, uh, I'm assuming we're going to get an interesting review from the panel today, but let's dive right into the information. Oculus was released uh, originally on the TIFF on September 8th, 2013. Uh, it got its wide U.S. release on April 11th, 2014. It's 103 minutes long. The production companies are Blumhouse Productions in association with WWE Studios. <laughs> That's right. It is a story that was based on Oculus Chapter 3, The Man with a Plan by Mike Flanagan. So the script was written by Mike Flanagan and Jeff Howard. It was also directed by Mike Flanagan. And he edited it. And he did it also. He did also edited it. Yeah, and uh, the music was done by the Newton brothers. Michael Filminari was the cinematographer, and it was produced by Mark D. Evans, Trevor Macy, and Jason Blum himself. Guys, this ma- movie was made for five million dollars. Do you guys think that this made money or not? And I, Mike is looking at it, so it's kind of unfair. I'm not looking at oh, it. At the the moment. Moment. I'm looking at the I, cast. Okay, I would say it. Did. I think did it probably think? did. All right, so I'm going to ask you guys. There was sequel talk okay. for a while. All right, let's play a little game. Do you want to play a game? No. I should get that to the board. But anyways, uh, we are going to do how much you think it made. I'm going to give you a clue though. It is not above seventy million dollars. Well, that means it could either be close. It could be real far off, but I just don't want you guys guessing too high. So it's not above 70 million. And I could have been throwing you off. It could have made like fucking 10 million. I said 70 million just to sound like an asshole. $100 million. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there it goes. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. (laughs) And by the way, also for the answer... I would say you get fail of the week. I, I would say thirty-five million. No, you already had your answer. Well, yeah. Okay. Thirty-five million. 35. Right, uh, go ahead, Mike. I'm gonna say fifty-four dollars. <laughs> By the way, you guys were kind of nicely nuzzled in the middle. It's forty-four million. Oh. Yeah. Uh, neither 10. of us win. No. So Oculus, Oculus, Oculus. Let you me win. read the Google synopsis of Oculus before we give our reviews. How shall we? Haunted by the violent demise of their parents 10 years earlier, adult siblings Kaylee, played by Karen Gillian, and Tim, Brenton Watts, are now struggling to rebuild the relationship. Kaylee suspects that their antique mirror, known as the Lasser Gloss, is behind the tragedy. The seemingly harmless reflections contain a malevolent, supernatural force that infects the mind of anyone who gazes into it. As, Ka- as Kaylee gets closer to the truth, the siblings become caught in the mirror's evil spell. I made that sound way better than what it was. But yes, Karen Gillian plays Kaylee. Brent Thoughts plays Tim Russell. As you point out, Katie Sockoff plays Marie Russell. And then uh, we got young Kaylee. We got, you know, this has got a, it's got a cast. Yeah. 
All right. And so Annalise was Basso, who was part of last week's trivia question, was uh, young Kaylee. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So I just want to point this out. It was a movie. It was in. It was in focus, from what I could tell. Um, atmosphere wise, I mean, it it, it, it was an atmosphere. <laughs> Listen, man, I can't fucking dance around. I hated this fucking movie. I. Like, when I mean hated this movie, I mean there is an hour, 103 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. Never. Never. I knew I was in trouble as soon as I saw the WWE fucking Studios logo. I forgot this was a WWE Studios film, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, fuck my life. Literally, audibly, out loud. Out loud. This is what it sounded like in my house when I saw the WWE logo. And I promise you that audio is less painful than I had watching this movie. I felt in ways about this movie. Now I understand what Mike feels about Halloween 2018. Although I don't agree with him. I think Halloween 2018 is a fine movie. I know the professor agrees as well. But how I know. I'm sorry. Maybe you guys have a different opinion. So I will turn it over to you guys because I know you have more notes. And I, I, I will wait until I get to shit on it with my grade. Go ahead. Uh, Professor, I see a whole page full of notes, so I'm going to go to you. <laughs> wow, that's a novel. I wrote a book report. Yeah, I wrote a book report. That's the assignment, right? Did you guys <laughs> yeah. not write? Oh, before we have you to get hand going, this in and We have to hand it in. This was probably the worst acted movie I've ever fucking no, seen. No, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's, that's exactly it. Um, you know, there's... Uh, I tried watching this movie years ago, um, and... I had to take it in pieces because the acting is really not good. It's super melodramatic over the top. It's just uh, tough to get through. Um, anyways, it's, you know, it uh, has a slow start. It picks up a little bit. And after the first half hour, it kind of gets rocking, which is all right. Um, there's some really cheap scares, you know, in it. Um, I would expect more from Flanagan. I, I don't know what was going on here. Um, because like this does not even come close to his other movies. Like I, I, I kind of view uh, Absentia, Doctor Sleep, and Hush as like my top three um, Flanagan movies, and this doesn't even come close. Um, so it it does a really obvious job of like, is this in the so the brother and sister basically to kind of give more uh, into the get more into the plot. Um, the bro- this brother and sister Tim and Kaylee um, have had this mirror in their family, and it floats between two uh, time periods in their lives, like when they were uh, ten years ago and present day. Uh, they were kids with their living with their parents, having just moved in the house, and you got all these like obvious like horror movie setups, like the family moving into the house and like all the kind of bump in the night creepy stuff that you know you would expect. But then, um, like, the acting is really bad, especially, like, Karen Gillan or however. Um, like, she, she's gotten better over time. Yeah, she was Nebula. Yeah. Um, Which she really didn't have to show a whole lot more personality no, for that role. Like, but. in this, especially, like, when they're talking to the camera. Like, they're trying to document the fact that this mirror has supernatural abilities and it's you know, causing the death, it caused the deaths of their parents. Cause it Tim the deaths of 45 people over 400 years. Yeah. And including and their parents, Tim, Tim had been put away, you know, like the little brother, was he the little brother or older yeah. brother? He was the little brother. Uh, he little brother. put away for the, he, for murdering, yeah. murdering his and, father and, 10 years earlier. And like, you know, it, it, the movie is pretty obvious. Like 
is it in their heads or is it really the mirror and like it doesn't clearly say which is which and it's just like oh come on you know really eh, it just go one way or the other it, it's so obvious just pick one and make it maybe a little bit better um because that whole open ending like oh when he i, I don't want to spoil the entire movie can we, can we, like there's nothing that spoils this yeah. movie this movie spoils itself once you start watching it yeah i, I want to point they out they try to, to document they try to document the I'm glad you pointed out. The only thing documenting it actually worked out for is a fucking Apple commercial because every computer, every yeah. camera, everything was an Apple product. Yeah, like it was I Apple didn't product. Catch that. I usually Dude, do. It was Apple product placement. I'm I'm surprised yeah. you didn't because I'm that would have been the fucking usually question. I do. That would have been the question. That would have been. Yeah. That was the only takeaway I had from the whole movie. Yeah, I kept I trying like, oh, to find shit. a question there's, for this movie. I had a hard time with what I came up with. There's some clever moments here and there like when they see the actual footage of things they don't remember it's like oh that's kind of cool like when they move the cameras yeah but it's like so obvious that like it's all in their heads the and then the whole ending is basically the same thing as when the brother gets taken away um for murdering the parents spoiler alert yeah and uh you know did he really do it or yeah he clearly did it you know like and it, it's whenever they're talking to the cameras, explaining things, it's really annoying. They're they're like getting right in the camera, like this is what this mirror does. It, it's just really annoying. They they're not good characters. No, Mike C, you got something to add to that? Oh, I sure do. So I just want to uh, preface what I'm about to say with uh, up to this point this month, Rich. I think that you and I we've been almost right with each other in terms of how we felt about the movies, what we scored them. Yes, and. Um, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta say, what you're saying about this movie, uh, it pales in comparison to how I actually feel about this movie. Because I did know this was a WWE film oh, coming geez. into it. It was the reason I haven't wanted to watch this movie in the last seven or eight years or whatever it's been since it came out. And my God, uh, what a mistake this was that we chose this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because this movie, the one word, if I was going to sum up this wor- this movie in one word, it would be embarrassment. Yeah, this movie is an embarrassment, and Mike Flanagan. Thank God somebody gave him another chance after this because he is a fine director. Yeah, you wouldn't have known it after this movie, and he's lucky that he got another chance after well, this movie. He should be ashamed of himself for what he came up with. It's, this movie is an absolute freaking embarrassment. It's a well-made piece of crap. It, yeah, no, I, it, I would it's well-made. Like it's crafted well. Let me tell you what it looked like. What this movie reminded me of, what it was reminiscent of, is such classics from the early two thousands as Boogeyman. Darkness Falls, I believe, was oh, the, yeah, the name with the Tooth yeah. Fairy, or was it yeah. just Darkness? I, I can't remember. Darkness, Darkness Falls. Falls. The one that had the Tooth Fairy. Although, um, Killswitch made a better song and, called Darkness Falls for the uh, Freddy versus Jason soundtrack. But yeah. Can, I can, I what was the other one? They or them? I think it was they. The one that... that, that Fear.com. It, like, it was around. Well, Fear.com was terrible. It was like right in that. It, yeah. it was reminiscent of those movies in that era of movies. What I would refer to as slick horror movies, maybe. I was going to say, to what, the prof- to what the professor said, that means it did look good. Because yeah. those movies all look good. They were all shit, but they all look good. Like the, the ghosts, kind of the mirror ghosts with the mirror eyes. That was kind of a cool image. Well, no. I, in the first five minutes of this movie, you see the father walking around with glowing eyes. Yeah. I knew what I was in for. I, yeah. I, I want to throw this out there. This this is like where he got the idea from Ouija from. Yeah. Like the, the, the mouths and the, the fucking yeah. eyes, man, yep. that was in this movie. Yeah. Terrible special effects. By the way, Ouija, was, Ouija, as we pointed out last week, it was decent enough. 
Like, it was. I, I, I was not upset about watching that like I am upset about no, watching No, and honestly, this. I felt about that the first time I saw it, kind of like how I feel about this. I, I can tell you with 100% certainty, if I ever did Dude, decide if to I go back and watch this, this movie again, I would feel the same way, if not worse. I want to point this out. If I watched this in reverse order, I would have given Ouija a way better score. Yeah, yeah, I probably would have too. It would have gone up. Like I think we both gave it like a, I gave it a six and a half, or you, but we both I think gave, I gave, it, right it, a, I gave it like a B. Six. We were yeah, close. But anyways, five we, we all gave six, it. We all gave it decent scores because it was a decent enough movie. Yeah. But like I would have given it's this. Way better I, than like this. if I would have watched this first and like watched them back to back or even close enough, I'd have been like that movie's got like an eight, eight and a half. Maybe that was his game plan all along. Like aim the bar fucking low. I don't know. I don't know. But he's lucky that he got a chance to do another movie after this. And you know, again, I'm glad that he did because he's made some really, really good horror movies. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the studio meddled with this one. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. You know, I, I, I really I don't know the answer to that. But my God, what a mess. I, that is an hour and 45 minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back. Uh, I just want to point out that I actually am able to leave my house now, considering that I'm fully vaccinated. The two-week pl- you know, period has come and gone. And I had other things to do yesterday, and instead I watched this. Yeah, I'm pretty and annoyed I that, that I wasted time on I, I regret that. I wrote that, that on here. Um, the, even, like, right out of the gate, when the brother tells his doctor that about his dream and like the doctor's like oh yeah you're good to go now yeah now well, that, that bothered me but you know what bothered me more <laughs> like than that you, i wanted this is had, this is one of the points i was hoping to make sides off on this kid yeah, who could, he could, be, go. could be a murder he had a dream he realizes he may he, he, have done he this. was the one that did it he realizes he did it what and, and we're gonna oh we're good yeah you recognize what you did you can go home now i was i was blown away right out of the gate with that well you know what bothered me even more than that you got your loving sister who's waited 10 years to reunite with you. She couldn't wait to see you. And what does she do? She goes right back to the thing that tormented him to yeah. put him in the mental hospital to begin with. Yeah. She immediately goes to that and she starts tormenting him. And not that, not just that, she's bullying him into doing this. Classic, she bullied him. Classic big sister move. Yeah. <laughs> she was horrible. She was horrible. That's the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. It drove me nuts. It absolutely drove me crazy. And I did not expect Rich to, to <laughs> beat me to the punch. Uh, so I don't really have a whole lot more to say about this because everything you said is how I feel. I get to intro this shit. That's how I beat you to the punch. Yeah. yeah like, um, it, it. one thing storytelling-wise, I'll say it does a good job of this, the skipping back and forth in time. I thought that it, that was just a muddled-up mess. It, it is kind of a mess, but it It, it was uh, kind of like a like the grudge, but the grudge pulled it off better. Yeah. I'm just trying to find some things. I will say this. No, don't. Don't. Don't don't try to find anything. Let's talk about the best of the rest. Let's talk about everybody else's score. I did, by the way, I pointed a thumbs down on Google for this. (laughs) IMDb gave it, (coughs) sorry, I coughed again, six and a half out of 10. Metacritics gave it 61%. Its combined score on Rotten Tomatoes is 74%. And 83% of people on Google like love this movie. Like I'm just saying, we are in the minority, but I don't know. This is no, a bad a lot movie. Of pe- a lot like of if you go by like this, this, but I'm just saying, if you go by this, a lot of people like it. I don't know. Yeah, what it's they had were mostly watching. positive reviews. No, uh, the maestro likes this movie. Of course, and he I, everything. And I, he's that also the guy well. that loves Hell of the Living Dead and uh, Deathbed the Bed that he. But eats. I, I was, I remember talking about this. Um, with him and just being like, how could you even get past the acting? Like he Karen, loves the nun. Karen I just want Gillen's to point that really out bad. too. And then you have Tim, that like. All right, the 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 guy who plays Tim, the brother, is awful. And yeah. just one has he thing, ever appeared in another movie? I don't know. I haven't seen him in anything else. But I I swear to God, he shouldn't be there. There's a uh, he's he's been in uh, that psych ward his whole life. 
how does he know all this psychology stuff? Where's he getting his edu- like what? Maybe maybe he was learning while he was in there. Maybe I they guess. maybe they put him through college. Know. It seems like he yeah he like knows a ton of shit about like he he would have been going to school for it. But there's, maybe he was just street smart. Know. You know? Yeah. I know. When you know, you know. Yeah. I it's, don't know. But yeah, the, the maestro weird. the maestro loves the nun. He loves the nun. Uh, Nine and a half out of ten for that movie for that guy. Maestro, I know you listen every week. I love you, brother. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks. But, you're wrong about the nun, and you're wrong about Oculus. Yeah, we're calling you out. We're calling well, you're you out one-on-one on one, under the willow tree <laughs> at 3 o'clock. I'm taking your milk money. Listen, all I'm saying is it's time for us to get the reviews. We've spent way too much time on this trash pile. Uh, as a matter of fact, <laughs> summing it up, it... Garbage day! That's right. Wow. It is yeah, garbage day. And if we were giving this a star rating, it would easily be... Minus five stars! That's all I'm saying. Uh, I do have to preface this that I don't believe in giving things less than a one. Or negatives, because I feel Unless like... Unless it's Halloween cop- 2018. I, well, that's for you. But I'm talking about me personally. Because Black I Christmas. feel like it's a cop-out. Now, I do think I could give something a zero if it was like out of focus... And <laughs> like like it was just shot like shit. Like I guess like if yeah. the technical settings weren't there and the movie was shit like this, I'd give it that. So with that being said, my lowest score I'll give is a one. I'm giving this movie a fucking one. Wow. Like this was atrocious. The only thing that looked nice was the 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 photography was nice. The uh, yes. it was in focus. It was clear. Like I said in the beginning, it's not just a joke. That is literally the only thing. There was nothing in this movie that made me ever go, "Oh man, I'm creeped out at all," or "Oh man, I'm watching a horror film." I just felt like I was watching the most boring episode ever, like overstuffed episode of Tales from the Fucking Crypt. That's what it was. Yeah, like yeah. in a bad one because yeah. you know there were some stinkers in the Tales from the Crypt run. Think about some of the ones that were just boring. Imagine watching an hour long version. That was what this hour and forty five minutes. minutes. Sorry, yeah. even worse. <laughs> version Even of this worse. was yeah i'm just throwing that out there i give it a one professor um yeah i i uh liked it a little bit better this time through than i did the first time i was able to sit it through it in one sitting this time um but it's not a good movie the acting is really bad the story's obvious um it it also thinks it's way more clever than it is with that ending um, with you know, was it in their heads or was it? Yeah, was I it the mirror? About the like, oh, it, that ending! Oh and, my and then god! It, it's just, it's just not. It doesn't even come close to any of the stuff Flanagan's done before. I would give this like a three out of ten. Ooh, that's, that's a bad generous. score from you. That's yeah. generous. Uh, but Keep in mind, his bad. scores out of ten. I like I usually give a five out of ten. That's like a one out of ten. I usually him. get a f- give a five out of ten for like having a coherent. Movie. Yeah, I know. so you're giving this movie a thirty is basically yeah, if you're 30. grading a, a, a paper. This is an it's F. A, this is an F. F hardcore. Uh, I, I will just say this before you go, Mike. I would rather listen to Ben Stein read the fucking script for Freddy's Dead than to ever watch this movie again. I would actually. Dead I'd watch that. I, I don't know if I would watch that because think about. And I, I'm talking about like Ben Stein and his Bueller. Yeah. Kind of to monotone. Oh. I'd rather watch Page that than Oculus ever again. Scene opens on dark sky night. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, and What's I mean one the of Freddy's script. lines in that movie. Uh, I don't know. The uh, nice hearing from you, Carlos. Yeah, nice hearing from you, Carlos. There you go, Carlos. He said it a couple times. Carlos. Carlos. Freddy said as he scratched. <laughs> but that is how. Board. That is how much I dis- how much disdain I have for this flick. Mike, now it is your turn. Um, what more is there to say? I mean, the movie was a classic. It was uh, one of the best movies we've ever watched, and uh, we should do this again sometime. Uh, so 
since we've been doing this show and, and you know even before this when I've done reviews and movies honestly I think the Black Christmas 2019 was the worst one that was worse than Halloween 2018 for me um, this movie was as bad as it was it was better than those I gave those negative scores and you know truth be told I mean I'd probably give them zero out of ten for, for Black Christmas and maybe a one out of ten for Halloween or a two out of ten for Halloween this movie I would say is a 1.5 out of 10 1.5 out of 10 nothing better than that it, again I mean I can't stress enough Mike Flanagan was very lucky that he got another chance yeah. and thank God he did because he's made such good horror movies since then, especially Doctor Sleep which is an instant classic yeah um, you know so he, he has done some really good movies I just I wish that we had done this one first instead of saving it towards the end of the month well Hush Hush is a classic yeah Hush is, I, a Hush is excellent Absentia, I can't speak. And really, Ouija Origin of Evil. When I watched it again, I really did like it a lot more. That wasn't too bad. I could, I could watch. I would watch. I would watch that again. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not going to be like it's not my first pick. But if somebody was like, "Hey, I've never seen this movie," I'd watch it. I'm like, "Oh, Ouija, I'll watch it again. Why not? It was, it was entertaining. Right. But like this movie, if somebody was like, "Hey, you want to watch Oculus with me?" I'm like, "Fuck you," and I'm leaving the room. It's confounding. I was seeing a bunch of internet video reviews, and people are like, "Oh, this movie's got great scares and blah blah." I'm like, what are, uh, I, what are people I wasn't, watching? I wasn't watching the same movie, I guess. What I'm scares? surprised that the maestro liked this. As, even though he loves bad movies, yeah. this surprises me that he legitimately thinks that this Listen, is a good movie. There's only probably. one person on this planet that truly liked this movie. This is such good shit. Thanks, Vince. Thanks yeah. for spending shitty money on this movie. Oh, Yours. All right. So since this movie seems to be well loved by a lot of critics, uh, I'm sure that we can take a shredding if you would like. If you would like to tell us how you feel about Oculus, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, then go ahead and hit us up on the social medias. Of course, it's Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Facebook. Like and share the page at Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hashtag HZ Six Zero Seven. Whenever talking about the show, I'd also like to point out, and you could also just drop a line and say hi as well. But if you would like to tell us that we're right, wrong, or indifferent about Oculus, go ahead and let us know because. We'd like to hear how you feel as well. 8122productions.com is where you go for all the information. Go visit it out. Check out the Three Fatners podcast there. The wrestling show is there. The Twitch channel, the Patreon, all the stuff that we talk about, all right there under one roof. So check out 8122productions.com. While you're at it, follow us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Uh, go over there. We're going to be doing a horror movie night in June. Uh, we're going to get with the guys. I'm going to plan it out on a day that uh, everybody's good. Probably be like a Saturday because I feel like those are good times to watch movies. And we're going to do a, maybe a single or double feature. Who knows? Maybe Mike, uh, Maybe I'll put together some kind of video package for the future where we can do some crazy zany like in between let's all go to the lobby kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, in between movies. But Or maybe Mike can debut $40 films. We'll do, we'll do yes. skits. Not like, with uh, Chuck Mr. Norris. Science though. Theater. No, no, not Chuck that's, Norris. That's what the whole point do of it Jason is. Jason kills. So, so I've also before we get moving on here, I, I've determined what our our lead actor is going to be in every forty dollars films movie that we put out. Cuck Norris. Just go with it. Yeah, Cuck yeah. Norris. Where's the sound effect for him? I'm better than you. <laughs> okay, so first of all, first of all, the My problem is I don't. Better. Wait a minute, I don't have anything. The Luna ticks. I don't have anything worse to play. Like I really wish. I mean, we could do the. Excuse me, bitch. But I mean, that just nah. doesn't. I mean, I, I just don't know if there's anything else, except Cuck for maybe Norris. this. I might have one. Maybe this. My bad jokes. Are You're not just wrong. You're stupid. Now wait just a minute. And you're ugly, just like your mom. That might be the the worst <laughs> thing I have. 
we have to get something fucking new age lower for what he just said. Yeah. <laughs> cock Norris. By the way, you can be Cock Norris if you want. You know, you kind of look like Cock Norris. Oh, jeez. Nah. And he's, he's continuing it. Yeah, By the way, I feel like I, sh- I feel like I should play Let's the Get out of here while warning. we can. <laughs> but anyways, uh, while you're at it, there's a whole bunch of stuff on twitch.tv slash his own podcast. It's free to follow, follow, and then you can watch long movies with us when we go live with those and other movies and everything else we do over there. And of course, if you'd like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, check out patreon.com slash 8122productions. We dump that back into all the streaming and podcasting and everything else we do in the 8122productions family. You get the three fatters podcast uncut uncooked and unedited and early you get horizon 607 early and i can tell you starting next week we will be doing an uncut unedited version for you as well so you guys get to hear some of the zany shit we say before the show and then uh last but certainly not least you get the two exclusive to patreon shows first i love movies where we review and dissect movies uh, you know, older movies, movies we love, movie others other people love that we hate, all sorts of crazy stuff. We do some awesome stuff over there once a month. And then, of course, the hottest show behind a paywall, Love is Scary with Dr. Derek. And in the month of June, Spooky Mike, that's right, our very own Mike C, will re- be rejoining the hottest show behind a paywall. And uh, trust me, everybody on Patreon is super excited for that because uh, I also told them that I might set up a Spooky Mike cam. Just so we can get all of the glorious facial expressions that, my very own cam? that Mike will have when Dr. Derek takes him down the dark road of lovin's. And we have a great yeah. game that we're going to play with you. It's like we're in the dark web, I'm sure. So. I just want to throw this out there. July, we're going to play an amazing game with you. That's all I, you know. I heard you guys are going to ease me in. Uh, I don't know about all that. Pickleless Cage. Okay. Yeah, we just want to point out the, the professor is currently showing us a picture of Pickleless Cage. Yes. Well, with so, that being said, 8122 yeah, Produc- Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. Those are all the announcements. Of course, you can find all of those uh, links in the liner notes for this podcast as well. So, Mike C., I am done plugging. I hopefully never have to say Pickleless Cage again. And, <laughs> or Cuck Norris. And by the way... It is time for you to take these fine folks home. That's right. It is. So it's great to be back. I'm so glad that we got my first one in the can here since uh, coming back. He's still showing me Pickleless Cade. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we're doing this. Uh, can we boo him one last time before we go off the air? Just something. I don't care what it is. It's Nicholas. Fa- it's Nicholas Cage's face on a pickle. It's, <laughs> yes. It's great. That's great. It's it's funny. Boo this man. Yeah, you get double boo. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Screw you for being on the show. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, coming up next week, we're going to be rounding out Mike Flanagan May. That's true. Uh, the show may come out, possibly, depending on which, when Rich gets it out. It may actually be like the very beginning of June. but uh, It'll we'll be probably be the beginning of June, but we will be recording, we'll be recording it in May. It in May. Uh, we're going to be, uh, of course, we're doing the, the coup de grace, Dr. Sleep. Yes. So we will be reviewing that next week. Uh, something tells me we're all going to give it much higher scores and much more praise than we did Oculus. So that'll be coming up next week. You're not going to want to miss that as we discuss in more depth than we ever have before. Dr. Sleep. Are we doing the director's cut? Have you guys seen it? I the have seen it. It is good. The director's cut. It's like cuts. an extra 45 do, minutes or half hour, but it's really, it. really fucking we can, good. We can do the director's cut. Yeah. When you've seen the original theatrical cut and then you watch that, it's, it really does enhance it, which a lot yeah. of movies don't. It's a lot of stuff that would have just been deleted scenes, it's but great, it actually does enhance it. We can do the director's movie. cut, but we'll also kind of d- disseminate what was in the, the original cut. Yeah. 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 So we'll be doing that next week. Of course, we'll be back with all the week's biggest horror movie news. So, until then, we want to thank you for listening each and every week. And for the professor. And, of course, Rich. And Pickleless Cage. And and Pickleless Cage. And Cuck Norris. And Cuck Norris. The whole gang's here. So, until next week, 
I'm Mike C. Saying.